The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Yeah. We, Are we live, we live pal? What is up, everyone? Jose Young's here with MMAfighting.com for another Wednesday episode of the A-Side live chat. Returning this week from, where were you, Casey? Up in Big Bear. That's what I Ooh. thought. Returning the mountains. Returning from Big Bear, Casey Lydon, and returning, well, she was in LA, but she just hadn't been on the last <laughs> few weeks, but returning to another episode is Alex Savage. So Alex, we'll start with you. How's life in lockdown? You know, I feel like nothing's really changed since like April. Everyone keeps like texting me like, what's going on in California? I'm like, I don't know. Like I've just been sitting at home and just kind of enjoy the holidays and just, I don't know, take it day by day. Doesn't feel any different though. Well, Arizona's not locked down, but we're in awful shape. So it's not (laughs) like I'm going anywhere anyway. So we're all in the same boat. Uh, Casey, how's life in Englewood? Still up? To, well, I don't know what it is up these days, but how's life? Uh, it's uh, it's good for me because I just got a negative test result. So that's good. Um, for a bunch of other people, it sucks. And um, yeah, um, lockdown sucks. Um, it's kind of, it's not quite like how it was back in uh, what March and April and stuff, but uh. Just like the attitude is different, but um, but technically it's kind of the same thing. But um, yeah, this next couple of months is gonna suck. But uh, fights, yeah, let's talk about fights. Yeah, and let's talk. About, <laughs> let's talk about. Let's, let's talk let's, about. Yeah, no more pandemics. Yeah, let's talk about fights. And before we kick into it, I want to say we got a lot of positive feedback from Andres and Ant's appearance last week. A lot of people were very uh into the hip-hop talk we did so maybe we'll do it again maybe we'll run it back casey will probably be there next time but yes i've heard all of the positive feedback uh to be continued 
down the road. <laughs> uh, did you watch last week's, Casey? Uh, no, sir. I did not. It was a good one. Uh, you've known Andres for yeah. a long time. He's one of the most uh, articulate journalists in the entire MMA landscape. So, yeah, he was fantastic. Go buy his book. It's $10. It's about to, to pimp a butterfly. I'll keep plugging that uh, until I die. But anyway, Casey, <laughs> what's our first question? Uh, but uh, just to reiterate, Andres Hell, um, freaking awesome, and Ant Walker, yeah, whatever. We immediately <laughs> after that, immediately know, after the episode, we started a group chat called uh, Beats and Beatdowns, where we just talk about fighting and hip hop. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right, first question: What we got here? Do, 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 do. From Sam Harris nine nine nine. If Aldo loses to Vera, does the UFC release him? Also, what other big names get released? So, uh, we'll use this question to jump off into the big revelation that Dana White just unveiled was it last weekend that he thinks up to sixty, maybe sixty fighters are going to get cut from the UFC in the upcoming weeks. We've got a lot of questions phrased like. What fighters do you think will get released? If you had to pick, where should they go? This and that. So we'll just use this to talk about it. Uh, but specifically, if Jose Aldo loses to Marlon Vera, does the UFC release the former featherweight kingpin? Casey, I'll start with you. I kind of hate. <laughs> I kind of hate questions like this because it's such a negative question. It's like, and it's it's like yeah. negative hypotheticals too, which isn't which isn't necessarily fun to talk about. But um. If Otto loses to Vero, does UFC release him? Um, like everything, it only depends on money. If Otto makes X amount of money and the UFC feels he's not worth that anymore, yes, they will release him. If Otto's fighting for five bucks, you know, he can lose, you know, a thousand times in a row and they will still book him. But based on what Otto most likely makes now, if he loses, um, man, I actually, I don't know. I, the more I don't know. I don't. If 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 Vera like just like you no know, one rounds him and just you know knocks him out, then maybe. But um, I think Otto still has one more, one or two more, one or two more losses than him in the UFC before the UFC releases him. I agree because I think of all the fighters that have been released so far, including Joel Romero. Uh, apparently, Anthony Johnson in the UFC parted ways. Rachel Ostevich, Matt Wyman. If I'm forgetting a few, I apologize. But Jose Aldo has the biggest name. Like he's still a draw. He's still a big name in Brazil. Like his, he does decent number number in terms of YouTube and Twitter analytics and stuff on our site. So he's still a draw. I think, like you said, he has a few losses left before he's officially released. Also, there's obviously obviously some fun fights for him to take. It's not like he's way past his prime. He's like, who's he losing to? Like Peter Yan is the champion, and then Marlon Moraes is one of the best bantamweights in the world. And I actually think he won that fight. But Alex, if Jose Aldo loses, does the UFC release him? It wouldn't surprise me. I think he fits the exact um, the checklist that they're going by. You know, you're kind of getting up there in age. You're a higher paid fighter. This that would make what four losses in a row. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. I think that there's a certain um, per type of fighter that they're looking to cut and. Yeah, he's a big name, but you know Romero was a fan favorite. Ostevich certainly had fans. It, it just, I'm just, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I guess. Yeah, it would not shock me in the in the in the least. But I, like Casey said, I think it depends on how he loses. And also, uh, I'm not. We don't. We're not privy to all the details, but maybe a lot of these fighters off coming off losses. The UFC is like, hey, take a pay cut, you know, and they're mm. like, yeah. no, 
you know? So um, yeah. I can see that. Like, they go, we just don't want to pay that. Whatever Auto's asking for, they don't want to pay. And go, well, we'll pay you, you know, 75K, you know, whatever. And um, yeah. so uh, I, I really think it depends on money. Um, but uh, that would suck if I, Auto... I heard I heard Jose Aldo wants might move to Florida. I'm not 100% on that, but I think... I don't know why that's in my head. Someone might have told me that. Like, he's, he's in the process or wants to move to Florida, maybe for... Like ed, like his kids like education stuff like that. I'm not 100, percent but for whatever reason that thought is in my head. So I'll figure it out. But uh, what are other big names you think will get released, Casey? I don't like this question either because it's super negative, and yeah, I don't want just, people to lose their job. Obviously, in a yeah, pandemic. It's, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's got, it, yeah. I I don't I, I don't even want to answer that question because I mean I I would feel like imagine if we got a question. It's like, hey, so I'm gonna be fighting. Uh, there's a depression. Uh, who who's who's getting laid off first? You know, it, it's just like <laughs> it's, it, we're kind of it's a little too hypothetical. I just don't want to answer it. <laughs> I agree. This is a, a this is a sad question. I don't want anyone to get yeah. cut during the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> what fighters most likely? There are cancer? some. There <laughs> are some fighters that that like um like Shogun maybe not because. Like I think he might like he might they might do an Anderson Silva like you're just we don't want to see you fight anymore, uh, so they just might let him like him let him go and he might go fight somewhere else. But like cut like firing, I don't know I don't know yeah. I have no idea. I mean like the releases like Rachel Ostevich, Matt Wyman, yeah. um, those all make sense. Th- those those aren't those 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 have nothing really to do with um, uh, financial reasons. I think there's just they're not UFC caliber anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that, but guys like Otto, Romero, Anthony Johnson, to a lesser extent, where he wasn't technically under contract. I think those are all financial things. I think we might see some, I think depending how his performance goes, Anthony Pettis might be one against Alex Morono because he's probably making a lot of money. Uh, the fight against Alex Morono kind of caught me off guard in terms of the matchmaking because like look at Anthony Pettis's like last 15 20 opponents like they're the top 5 of their divisions or big names this has and I don't this is all hypothetical I have absolutely no idea if this is true uh this reminds me of like when Benson Henderson took that all those last minute fights so you could fight out his contract or Josh Koscheck or uh, they they want to just plow through their contract and then maybe get a bigger name. Maybe Anthony Pettis wants to join his brother in Bellator uh, because he's seeing how much Sergio is making off of sponsors and from uh, all of that. I think if Anthony Pettis jumped into the lightweight title picture, like Pitbull versus Anthony Pettis, I'm all in for. Or even like <laughs> Michael Venom Page versus Anthony Pettis, uh, I'm, I'm all in for. That's just all me, hi- hypothetical, like, I have absolutely no idea. But if Anthony Pettis is trying to plow through his contract and get a bigger contract, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You go for it. Yeah. I mean, Sergio basically said the same thing. Sergio um, was – because Sergio left the UFC on a victory. Is it correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. Left, he left on a victory and basically just said, oh, I just got a much better offer over here. And, you know, yeah. so I'm here. I'm a prize fighter. Like, so I maybe um, the same way. Yeah, like if 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 his older brother is like, well, I'm not going to fight for the title anytime soon. I can make a ton of money over at Bellator and get my sponsors back. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me because like Josh Koscheck did that same thing. Remember, like he just took like real close fights back to back just to plop through it. Mm-hmm. I remember Benson Henderson is like, I'll fight 
uh, Brandon Thatch, and then I'll turn right around and fight in the South Korea card. And then I think that was his last win, right? Was it the Masvidal, his last fight in the UFC? In South Korea? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, like he was just taking every fight so he could get through it. And then he hopped over to Bellator and you know, made some money. I, 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 I talking about his brother because now obviously he knows the details of his brother's you know, move to Bellator. So maybe mm-hmm. he's like, oh, he's like Bellator treats him well. He gets paid, you know, what he, I feel, they feel is fair market value, I guess. And um, yeah, and maybe, yeah, you're right. And what I if they we, do a, uh, go ahead. I say, I think we forget that like sometimes to the fighters and to the fans, the way that they perceive the UFC may be very different. Like to the fighters, it's just a job. It's just switching companies. It's just getting a new job. And so like, yeah, the UFC kind of has this reputation, but if it does come down to just the bottom line on your contract, yeah, I'm ditching the UFC in a heartbeat. I don't care like who's watching me. You know, at that point, just cash the paychecks. At that point, it's just a job. So, right. Or Anthony Pettis could just go to PFL, win the lightweight tournament, get a million bucks. Or if Bellator does a lightweight tournament, Anthony Pettis hops in and he wins. He gets the title, he gets the championship and a million bucks. And doesn't he get like some champagne thing from uh, 50 Cent and stuff like that. I'm not 100%. But. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. and S. S in the YouTube comments. You guys are all high. UFC is not releasing Aldo anytime soon. Foreign featherweight goat. Nowhere even close to UL name-wise. Look how many losses they let Anderson have. Yeah, Anderson was also the middleweight goat. And he had a bunch of losses in a row. And they were all to really high-level competition. They let him go. So if Jose Aldo like, gets beat down again, why wouldn't they do it? Yeah, I don't want it to happen. I don't. I think he has a few left, but like, what if he lose? Like the do, did you watch the Fight Island documentary, Casey? I didn't watch. I did not watch that promotional film. I did not. It was so. The, so I, 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 the I heard first, about it. I heard about it. Yeah. Well, the first episode was very like rah rah. Look at us, pat pat us on the back. And then after that, it got way too dramatic. Like when John Anik had got had that like COVID scare. Mm-hmm. They were like, John Anik. And then, like, John Anik might not be able to do commentary. Is Fight (laughs) Island over already? And stuff like that. So it was a little over the top. But there was one when Dana was watching the Aldo-Peter Jan fight where Dana was, like, really pissed at the ref uh, for how much damage he let Jose Aldo take. So uh, if Jose Aldo has another beatdown like that again, it wouldn't surprise me, like we already said. But if he's any sort of competitive and it goes to a decision or if it's another split decision or he gets robbed like he did against Marlon, then uh, I can imagine they'll give him another fight. Oh, and Dalton, um, our our commentary has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with how stoned we are. We can we're perfectly fine being stoned. Like Alex, I mean, I mean she is just ripping bong hits when off. Like that's every time no. I cut away to the camera. By the way, Dalton is just Alex, just massive bong hits and dabs and stuff. It's and doing and and flinging and just flinging nunchucks around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dalton. Dalton, that's a perfect name to be like Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> Dalton, Dalton obviously has a lot of faith in the UFC. <laughs> for you, Dalton. For All you. right. Uh, next question. What is? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not. I don't want that one. Here we go. Seems from Mark Mantanya on Twitter. It seems like almost every time a top ten fighter wins, they call for a title fight, or Connor spelled incorrectly. <laughs> is it uh, when they deserve it or not? Is that a good strategy? I mean, 
it's not a bad strategy if that's what you're saying. Like, if you're in the top ten and you win, why not call for a title? Like, what's what's the worst they can say? No, like go fight someone else and get another paycheck. Like, it's not a bad strategy, but it doesn't always work out for you, right? Right, guys. You, ha- you have to keep your name in the headlines. Like, you just that's the way that this works. Unfortunately, just keep screaming for it. You got to ask for it. Ask and you shall receive, as my grandmother would say. No one's going to give you stuff. No one's just going to hand it to you. You have to just keep pressuring them. If it works, hey, good for you. If it doesn't, exactly what, like you said, what did you lose? So, right. Yeah. Who's who he talking about in particular? Has there been a fighter, I guess, non joke, non ironically asking for a title fight? I think Derek Lewis asked for in his first fight, just for fun. But um, uh, I think Charles Oliveira has. Like pretty much his last few, he's been like title fight or top three or something like that, which okay. is fine. He, I don't think he was going to get a title fight, but um, he's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yes, it is a good strategy. <laughs> As I, I would say, I, I don't like. No, the strategy I don't like. I don't like. I mean, he won, so it's good. But but Marvin Vittori, I I I just didn't understand him trashing every fighter above him and since like like what has izzy done i'm like he, well he beat you you know it was kind of he beat like he's been like six top 10 fighters or something like that it was just kind of weird like i i don't i don't i don't like when fighters just trash the champ as if like they suck but um <laughs> yeah it is a good strategy i don't like when opponents or fighters trash their opponent's skill set leading up to a fight because if you win you beat a bum and if you lose, you lost to a bum. Like, <laughs> make it at least interesting. Yeah. Like, whoever you're fighting is the best fighter in the world. It's, it's just too bad. I'm slightly better than him. Right. <laughs> and I will prove it this Saturday night. Just pay your 60 bucks. Uh, maybe he's talking like when Tyron Woodley won, he immediately called out Nick Diaz and George St. Pierre, which is fine. But I think people were just kind of soured on. I get it, Casey, but people were soured <laughs> on it because Nick Diaz hadn't fought in like two years, and GSP was retired. Um, and that's what at the time the one hundred percent like after he beat Robbie Lawler, the welterweight division kind of opened up. He had all these contenders underneath him, um, and he had fought like that was his first fight since he beat Kelvin, like in more than a year. So he basically took 16 months off, beat Robbie Law, and called for Nick Diaz. So I get it. It soured people. Didn't blame him. Two for the stars, but people were not very happy with Tyron Woodley. Um, let's go to longtime commenter. Joseph Bose in the YouTube comments. Is Tony Ferguson and Charles Oliveira at a crossroads when they meet Saturday? Who knows how long it will be before we know what is going on with the lightweight championship? So, yes, Charles Oliveira is fighting Tony Ferguson in a three-round co-main event this weekend at UFC 256. Charles Oliveira, uh, I believe it was an interview with our own Guillermo Cruz, said that if he beats Tony Ferguson, how can you not give him a title shot? Uh, don't know about that just because it's the lightweight championship and there's a man named Conor McGregor in the, in that division and they're probably going to want to give him a title shot no matter what. Um is this a is Kate? So, to Kate, I'll start with you. Is Tony Ferguson and Charles Oliveira at a crossroads when they meet this Saturday? I feel like I know why he asked this question because I think uh, I actually saw a clip that Era Hawani, former colleague of ours, released with um, him in DC. And they were very heavy, like, this is a big crossroads fight for Tony Ferguson. And um, actually, I'm in disagreement with that. I actually don't. I think if Tony, I think this is a big crossroads fight for Charles Oliveira. 
because he finally got that big fight that he's been wanting. This is it, you know, right? As 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 Charles Oliveira fought anyone this high ranked before, I, I no. not, that I, not that it's, been, it's been years if he has. And um, he's fought people in the past that have gone on to become big deals, but at the time they fought, they weren't this highly ranked. Yeah, okay. So this is a big crossroads fight for Oliveira. If he loses this, it's it just sucks for him. He's not not, not back at the line, but he he'll, he'll have to win three, four more times. It, it, Top, he'll have to beat three or four more top 10 fighters before he even gets a shot at the number one contender. I think if Tony Ferguson loses, um, it sucks, obviously, because you got beat up and you know you lose half your paycheck. But, I mean, Tony Ferguson, he draws. He moves the needle. And um, I just, and just like, I mean, look at uh, Embedded. It's just a bunch of people, but it's just a bunch of clips of Tony crawling up and down the stairs. People just love, <laughs> like, Tony's kind of like, Tony's kind of like that new Diego Sanchez, but still a top, a top elite fighter. Um, so, um, nah, he, no, I, I, I do want to correct myself on something I said. Where about some of these fights that he had, rankings didn't exist at the time. But these are the people that Charles Oliveira has lost to in the UFC because he entered the UFC undefeated, twelve and zero. Then won a couple fights in a row. He lost his first loss was to Jim Miller, and then he got TKO'd by Cowboy Cerrone. Then got KO'd by Cub Swanson. Lost a decision to Frankie Edgar. Those, these are all at Featherweight, by the way. Lost TKO to Max Holloway. Got tapped by Anthony Pettis. Got tapped by Ricardo Lamas. Got finished by Paul Felder. And he hasn't lost since that fight to Paul Felder. Uh, UFC 218 in Detroit. So he's only lost to the best of the best. Uh, some of those were obviously at Featherweight. I think the Anthony Pettis, some of these fights, he might have struggled making weight. or I can't yeah. quite remember. Uh, but he's only losing to the best. So if he loses to Tony Ferguson, it just shows that Charles Oliveira can climb the mountain and then he might not make it quite over the edge. Um, but so, think, but yeah, massive, massive step up in competition from the last few years anyway. You know, it's, and it's funny, it's crazy. Of all those losses, I think um, uh, – has Jim Miller fought for a title before? He's never had a no. title show. Okay. So Jim Miller no. and Paul Felder were the only losses on there who guys who haven't fought for a title. And both those guys are, are still at some point in their career were top five lightweights. So that's yeah. yeah. Charles Oliveira's resume is incredible. What and he's what how he's not even 30 yet? Is he 30? No. Yeah. So like he nope. he's like maybe at his prime. I don't know. He he came to the UFC. Oh, he's 30. He's 31. He's 31. Okay, so he should be right at his prime. He's at, and the, the whole him going to 45 was a massive mistake. Let's just agree on that. But well, um, he he started at 45. Well, him, him, him but he missed at a bunch of he missed weight a few times. Rather yeah. him staying at 45 and not just accepting he's outgrown he's outgrown that um that weight class. But um, yeah. I th- but um, I don't think this is a crossroads fight for Tony Ferguson if he loses for Oliveira. It's it's not like. You know, you're never going to get a title shot again, but man, we're not going to see him for a couple more years in, in, as far as like mm-hmm. this high on a pay per view or in a, in, in a high stakes match, unfortunately for Charles Oliveira. Hmm. I talked about Would that. not, if he comes up short, I would not, if, if Charles Oliveira loses, I would not hate a rematch with Paul Felder. That's terrific. Yeah, that's a, that's a that'd be a terrific fight, actually. They both come, be, both be coming off losses to high profile opponents. Yeah. Cool, cool. Anything you want to add, Miss Cool Alex? No. I like that. <laughs> I just get so antsy to see the next question. I just oh, okay, on. okay, all right. Just, <laughs> you need, you need, you need like a, just like a little bell to move it on, guys. Move mm-hmm. on. 
All right, here we go. From Lucas Melodic on Twitter, who do you think will be the pellets or light heavyweight champion at the end of 2021? Nemkov, Bader, Anderson, or Johnson? And how would you book Nemkov's first title defense? So, um, Anthony, the Johnson in question is, of course, Anthony Johnson. The Anderson in question is, of course, Corey Anderson. Ryan Bader lost to badly to Nemkov in a fight that probably could have been stopped a lot sooner if anyone watched that fight. So, I'll leave it to you guys. Who is the Bellator champion at light heavyweight this time, one year from now? Casey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I absolutely think Nimkov is unbelievably good. Um, he could be the best lightweight in the world, light heavyweight in the world right now. We just don't know because we just have to see him fight more. But I think he has that potential. Um, what he did to Bader was incredible. Uh, and that's 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 under the assumption Bader had a good weight cut and he was fighting at his best. Of course, when he fought Bader, Bader hadn't cut the light heavyweight in a couple of years. A long time. Yeah, I mean, it's just called yeah. a couple of years. So that's out there, you know, as far as like questions for an MCOF, maybe ba- he's got Bader on, the, on a bad day. But I think Bader, I mean, I, sorry, I think Nimkov beats Anderson, um, Corey Anderson, and Michael Johnson, I'm sorry, Michael Johnson, um, Anthony Johnson, <laughs> maybe he'll fight one time. I doubt he'll fight one Here's time. I, uh, I thought, I'm, I'm sure he'll just it, come straight in for a title shot. No, I think Corey Anderson will fight Nemkov next because he beat Manhoof, and yeah. I want to see Bader and Rumble run it back because Rumble crushed Bader in the UFC. So they could rematch Bader and Johnson right away. Is it necessary, though, do you think? I mean, not that Bader would win necessary? or lose. Yeah, well, I mean, do does Anthony Johnson need a win to get a title yeah. shot rather than just yeah. come? You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't fought since he got submitted by DC. And he's only lost to, he's lost to DC twice. Those are his two title fights. And fought in what? How long? Two, three years? I think he needs one fight. Yep. One just one fight. If Corey Anderson needs if Corey Anderson is, who also is coming off a loss to the current champion needs one win, then I would say Anthony Johnson needs one win. I would like as much I think that's smart for Anthony Johnson. I don't want to see it against Bader. Actually, I rather I I I prefer the boxing model and I would just like a um a showcase fight. Well I guess Bader Man up again. <laughs> Man up again. Uh, I I can't I have to look at the roster a little more deeply for the two of fivers. But I feel like there's a, a borderline top 15 um, light light heavyweight in Bellator's roster that Anthony Johnson. Oh, what fight. about uh, Phil Davis? They've already fought, and no one ever yeah. looks. Well, I remember good, I was there, but but no one ever looks good defeating Phil Davis. Who looks good defeating Phil, Phil Davis? Like 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 that's the crazy part. Like I saw this ever been like seriously uh, hurt in a fight. He just kind of loses every once in a while. He got pretty pieced up by Anthony Johnson. But you but. That was but did, that was uh, Rumble's first fight back. Was he ever dropped or like really like? That's what I mean. Like he just kind of. I feel that I, I, from what I remember, that fight was kind of okay. Anthony Johnson looked like the better fighter, but it wasn't like yeah. he just. Oh my! Uh, God. He got crushed. He got crushed by Rashad Evans. He didn't get finished, but like Rashad Evans got him in full crucifix in that fight. Phil Davis. Yeah. When was that? That was Phil Davis's first first loss. That was the second ever Fox card. Was it the main event? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So because Rashad know. got the title fight off that performance. Yeah. Um. I I, I would be it would be risky running Anthony Johnson with Phil Davis. I think Anthony Johnson, you just want him to bring bring out a warm body out there, let him smoke. Machida. Ooh, 
Machida might that's that's actually a good one. Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's very it's very cruel to Machida, but that's actually that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That would just look mean. That would make Anthony Johnson look like just a jerk. Machida's like, I don't know. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What do you think, Alex? It looked like what you did to Glover. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> Nailed it. I need, I need to give you the little air horn button so you just go, yeah, I agree. I don't think I've ever had access to like the Bellator fight channels. Like I don't pay for them. And so I'm just out of the loop. Oh. <laughs> Bellator has... Um, their 205 division. Like their 205 division is good. They're well to... Like they have a lot. Of, like they have amazing fighters. I just wish... Like this, like James Gallagher could be a huge star, and I just want to see him take a finally take a jump up in competition. I think him versus Sergio Pettis is the fight to make, and because if he beats Sergio Pettis, that answers all of the questions we have about James Gallagher. And if Anthony Pettis beats James Gallagher, he gets that he gets that rub, and he's fighting for the winner fights for the title. Fights Juan Archuleta. I think that's the fight to make. Now you, now um, you do Archuleta Pettis right now. I think you that's did. fine. If if you if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm just trying to think of James Gallagher because we have so many questions about him. Because he's really he's really James, talented on the ground. James Gallagher, James Gallagher versus Patchy Mix. 
Is that is sure? That, Why not? Are That's we ready, cool are, too. Are we ready for that yet? Because yeah. I'm I'm super, uh, I'm super Michael hyped Venom, for that one. Michael Venom Page needs a step up in competition. Of course. Of course. Now, <laughs> like I'm tired of him fighting cans. Wow, we're talking about look, we're talking about talking about light heavyweights, and now you're pissed off about MVP fighting cans. Come on. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> I've said this a million times. Michael Venom Page started his like turned pro like before Corey Sanhagen, and look at Corey Sanhagen's doing. He's wheel kicking. Marlon Moraes and main events and Michael Venom Page is just fighting people that don't have Wikipedia pages uh, <laughs> over in Europe. It bothers me. <laughs> who do you think who do you think's making more money though? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying this. All right. Wikipedia pages. <laughs> the true mark of a successful fighter. <laughs> Dude. When Justin Gaethje didn't have a Wikipedia page, like even like two wins into his UFC career, it was unreal. What did, like what does that mean? Wikipedia? Page? I mean, I know obviously what it means, but like you know what Wikipedia is. Yeah, but what what does it mean to get a page? Here's the thing. So I used so, to work for a guy who wanted a Wikipedia page for himself, but there are all kinds of rules about who can create a page for you. I know. Was the, did this person work at Fansided? No, no, no. This was oh, before that. I know someone that wanted a Wikipedia so, page from Fansided. This boss actually really does not like me. He was one of the reasons that my employment was put like on hold when they had to check references and like past employment. Oh, he no. said he lost my file. I'm like, well, you have to keep files for like seven years. So that's, that's on you. But no, yeah, this guy was like, he was like an egomaniac. That's why he wanted a Wikipedia page. And so he's like looking into, it. he's like, can you figure out how I get this? I'm like, I don't know. I think you have to like be somebody, but there's, there's rules to it. There are. Um, so Wikipedia page, I like Tapology, and I think SureDog is fine. I love Wikipedia's like mixed martial arts rec. Like if you go to a fighter, because you can see where the fight was, you can see what card it was, you can see if the person missed weight, and you can see if they got a performance bonus, and you can see if there was a championship. Like SureDog doesn't have any of that. It just has like when, how it happened, and where it was. Uh, Tapology, you have to like expand all these boxes and everything. Wikipedia is right there. It's just a straight line across. It's a chart. And I think it is, it's, if you win, it's in green, you lose, it's in red. If it's a no contest, it's in white. I think it's the best way uh, to figure out wins and losses. Uh, but if you don't have a Wikipedia page, you, you can't look at that. You got to go to tap all of your shirt on. But also so Wikipedia, I like Wikipedia's fight tracking. But if you go to Wikipedia, you think Todd Duffy versus John Vellante is happening on every card. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That's, that's the one bar about Wikipedia. You can just put anything you want. And it's like, if no one notices, ah, cool, whatever. Yeah, now Wikipedia kind, <laughs> of, kind of, yeah, they they take stuff down real quick now. They like employ some people that like uh, will uh, track you down. Because we, te- we tried something in high school where we basically covered all of our tracks for a very no-name actor. And we went to like every Wikipedia page that could possibly lead to him and wrote stuff about him. And within five minutes, it was all gone. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, someone I saw this question pop up, but I don't. Uh, you know what? It's, it's, it's about fight cuts. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not putting any questions up, commenters. If it's yeah. about, is this guy gonna get cut? Because I, I just don't want to be that negative. There's too much negative crap right now. <laughs> um, I like this question actually. I'm a long-time user, long-time commenter. Christian Gordet, I'm pretty sure I asked this question like four or five times in the <laughs> comments. <laughs> Things slams like what Le- Levitt did to Wyman should be banned. Levitt said that it should, and Cruz on the broadcast also pointed out why this is the reason punches are allowed 
in the back of the head. So, yes, Jordan Levitt basically decapitated Matt Wyman with a slam. Like, Matt Wyman's head just clattered off the canvas, and he was unconscious. Pretty terrifying. Levitt actually left the octagon to, like, apologize to Matt Wyman's, like, corner because I think he had family. His wife, his wife in his corner, was his corner. His wife. So, um, it's a tough question because I've never been slammed on my head like that. I've only seen it. Uh, but like Rose got dropped on her head. Um, who else has been slammed and knocked out? Uh, Roxanne Modafari twice. Roxanne Modafari twice. So uh, it, if I would ask the fighters first, uh, but Alex, what do you think? Because you're making some, you're making a grimacing face right now. I hated watching that. I really did. Like just the sound and whenever it's somebody's head, like I just, I don't, it makes me feel icky watching, especially knowing that like how much these people are getting paid. I just, I feel like, you know, some sort of like, oh, it's no. for my pleasure. I don't know. I don't know if it should be banned because I think it's kind of picking up and dropping people is kind of just like emotion. And sometimes you can't always control where people are going to go. So I don't know. I don't know about banning it. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense in my head, but I don't like it. I don't know if it'll get banned or it should get banned, but like, remember who was it that far shorty in Utica? Jared Brooks knocked himself mm-hmm. out. That was great. Trying to drop Shorty on his head. And he like, and Shorty then jumped up and yeah. swarmed and got the W. But Case, do you, should this move be banned? Should it be added to the 12-6 elbows rule set? Um, no, it shouldn't be banned. Uh, the slam like, the slam that, like, the slam that Levitt, Le, sorry, Levitt did against Wyman should not be banned because as much as um, that was a great victory and they get a great paycheck for Levitt, Dude, that was all Wyman just being yeah. foolish and Wyman not shouldn't just he was just I don't know. That was just weird by Wyman. Like he actually let go then got back on. Like I don't even understand what that yeah. way, why he did that. But yes, and that's why that's why it was so kind of disgusting that the slam it wasn't because anything Levitt did or the slam itself. It's just like it was just Wyman just wasn't a competitive top level or lightweight and he shouldn't have been in there. And I obviously the UFC released him. I think the UFC knew that too. Um, but, um, obviously, obviously spikes, you know, I think like, you know, deep, not DDT, like power driver type spikes, brain mm-hmm. busters. Um, those definitely should be banned. Um, cause that is how we will get a major, major catastrophic injury in the, in a cage. Just, it's yeah. Gonna, and it's going gonna, gonna, gonna be from a slam. It's going to be from people a always bring spike, up the, yeah. People always bring up the Andrade Rose slam, but I don't think. Like watching it, that Andrade meant to spike her on her head. I think she was just trying to turn her around and flip her, and Rose just happened to land like that. It wasn't on purpose or anything. But yeah, if someone's going to pick up someone like a tombstone pile driver and just spike their top of their head, that should be a no go because that's even banned in the WWE. And that's like staged fighting because of how debilitating that, because of what happened to uh, Stone Cold, had like broke, literally broke his neck in the ring. Uh, And you see all these things happen to certain people. But yeah. But, uh, no, no pile drivers, but slams. Um, you know, I don't think they should be. Banned. Oh, the move that scares the crap out of me. Um, I can't remember how it's been a few years since I've seen the UFC, but it's when someone gets a rear naked choke and um, the guy who's getting choked stands up and tries the backpack, to, yeah, tries to and tries to throw them down with the guy's head, like boom, right? Oh, there. yeah, and those, I, I, I know in, in amateur fights, there's been a couple um, serious um, neck injuries where permanent you know paralysis from those type of slams but 
pretty sure those are illegal. I'm not even sure. I don't know if those are illegal in jujitsu tournaments, to be honest. But uh, maybe someone can answer that question. But those are the to me like, <sighs> yeah. It, but the slam that the slam that Levitt did, I think those are fine. Yep. Bottom line. <laughs> I, Jordan Levitt is one of the nicest people in the world too. Absolute nicest guy. Huge bookworm. Is like when last time we spoke, he was like, uh, he was trying to read a book a book a week for the whole year or something crazy. Or he's trying to read like a hundred books in a year. And he was uh, deep into his Stephen King uh, part of his run. So yeah, I like that guy a lot. Cool. Interesting cat. That's cool. Just out of curiosity, does he have a day job? Is he is he just a is he a full time fighter? Is he a coach? Like what is he? Uh, I don't know if he has a full. I don't know if he has a full time job. I'm not 100. But I, his because I was at his contender series fight when he won, and he accidentally announced that his wife was uh, pregnant. Oh, nice. <laughs> or something like that. He's like she was trying to keep. He like announced it. He's like, oh man, we haven't even told her mom or something like that. <laughs> it was funny. It's, He's funny um, cat. I just love fighters that can just kind of you know redefine what um, masculinity oh, is. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I, I just love, I just love those type of guys. Like, he guys, like the, uh, if you bumped him into, if you bumped at him at a bar, you'd be like, hello, you know, I won't fight. Like, okay. <laughs> he, did, he did. He's the one that did the dirty dancing celebration mm-hmm. where he got lifted up in the air. Yeah. By his corpsman. Uh and then, so the commentators for his contender series fight were comparing him to Ryan Hall, where he's like really nonchalant. And just kind of a goof. And I told him that. And he was like, that is the nicest thing anyone has ever told me. Oh. <laughs> and he's such a mark. He's such a mark for Ryan Hall he? that he's really? like, that is the best. Oh, he's like that. He's oh. like, yeah, that guy's my hero. So, like, thank you. <laughs> Funny guy. Real interesting individual. The, the 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 less tough a fighter looks, the more I'm a bigger, the more I'm a fan. I just, yeah. I love Plus, that. Yeah. Anyone can look tough, whatever. Um, or if they look tough. But they show up in a pink romper like Juan Adams. Yeah. <laughs> His toenails painted at media day. Aww. Yeah. Aw. Um, <laughs> right. Juan Adams' interview when we were all in Houston was one of the most interesting interviews I've done in a long time. Because we would, we, I could ask him, I, I had a feeling I could ask that man anything in the world about anything and he would answer it like completely serious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, big question coming up. Big question. Here we go. Alex, who's your favorite fighter and why from Simon Crokefield? I bet I know the answer to this. It's all you, Alex. Yeah, uh, my <laughs> everybody knows my favorite fighter is Robert Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll give you my second favorite because it's for similar reasons, and that's Volkanovski. Um, I think these two people embody exactly what it takes to be a UFC champion. And because it's more than just being an amazing fighter, it's being an amazing person. I mean, Volkanovski just released like a children's book about um, – you know, being like comfortable in yourself and like fighting, he's trying to like destigmatize it and what it actually, you know, signifies and things like that. And like Robert Whitaker is just such a good person. And they portrayed like Dustin Poirier would fall along those same lines, like doing amazing things in the octagon and outside of it. I just, those are the people I want to see on TV. Those are the people I want to represent the sport. Cause when you talk about being a UFC fan to, you know, your family who doesn't watch or people on the street, like they think you're like, you know, some tap out dork living in a trailer but you know the sport is so much more than that and i think robert whitaker really brings the respect to it volkanovsky the same thing and i mean there's a lot of fighters who fall under this benil dariush i would also put in that category yeah. as well so, good people yeah those are awesome people to pick robert whitaker is uh not like casey you've been interviewing robert whitaker for years he was a brutal interview for a long time <laughs> 
Like he just did not want to talk about anything. And then like lately he's been opening up and Volkanovsky is one of my favorite interviews ever. Cause he's like, uh, I, he's like one of those fighters that you could ask him about anything about anything. And he would give you an honest answer. Like good choices though. Really good choices. Yeah. UFC could do a lot worse than having those guys at the top of their rankings. Mm-hmm. Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega is going to rule too. Whenever they make that fight. What is up? Girl, you, it. I know. <laughs> do you think Bellator needs to fix their promotional engine? Didn't even know there was a card this week, but Farland could, should, should be promoted better. Thank you for the best weekly show around. You are welcome, Lucas Bafer. Uh, so, yes, Lima Lane McFarland is putting her five-way Ooh. title on the line this weekend. Was it – which belt? Is this Bellator 254? 254, yeah. So the, the UFC and Bellator's numbers have finally started to, like, <laughs> align. So, like, <laughs> UFC is 256, the Bellator is 254, so it's just throwing me for a loop now. Um, Lima Lane, a lot is been – is she the longest reigning Bellator champion right now? I think in terms if, of like how many defenses. I think if she wins this Saturday, she will have the most defenses of any Bellator champion. I think that's what I read. And more importantly, former co-host of the A Side live chat for one week. <laughs> um, a lot of people want to see her fight Valentina. Obviously, probably never going to happen. But she's very honest with her assessment, where she's like, Valentina's like a complete martial artist, and this and that. Of course, I think she would take that fight. Don't know if it's going. to I doubt it will ever happen. But um, yeah, should. Should Alima be promoted better? Casey, I'll start with you because you've spent more time around Alima than probably most journalists have. Mm-hmm. So what do you make of Lucas's question? Uh, first part of the question, do you think Bellator needs to fix their promotional engine? <sighs> yes, unfortunately. Um, I don't yeah, I don't want to crap on Coker because I think they're doing a great job with their resources they have. But there's another super giant, super competitive flyweight fight this weekend or this week too and just people aren't talking about it and i think this is mcfarland's toughest competition by far mm-hmm. uh, Bas- yeah Juna vasquez is very good i think i think both of these women are top five overall in the whole world if you put all the promotions together um and i just think this is such a terrific fight unfortunately i get for bellator Velasquez, um, she is she is hard to promote. Um, I, I watched her interview. I was trying to her scrum interview. I was like, okay, let's pull some stuff out, and it was just kind of nothing there, you know. As far as like creating interest, she's just very kind of straightforward, you know. I fight tough, you know. I win fights, and um, but you just gotta get creative. I don't know. So they do need to fix the promotional engine because that's a great fight, and I, I, it just fans just don't know about it. So that kind of sucks. And um, dude, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a yes or no question, so yes. <laughs> I wish people, I wish people, I wish everyone was excited about that fight as I was. That's all. I feel like the as, thing as, is, as, though, as fans, you should be. It's good. You mentioned in the beginning when you started talking about like the resources that Bellator has and stuff, but the, the thing is, like, I mean, Instagram influencers will tell you before anyone, it doesn't require a lot of money to put yourself out there anymore with social media and stuff like if you have good content, people will find it and it will get dispersed. And so whether or not they're pushing it hard enough or whether or not their content is creative enough, that's another thing, but it would be probably worth their while to just push more on social media in that way. I think it's hard. Too. I think it's hard too during this pandemic times, because it's not like you, you can't really send a bunch of film crews to McFarland, you know, to, to McFarland or, or to Velasquez. 
Um, it's just because you just can't because you know COVID restrictions and it's just You're right. It's, you know what they should do instead? So Tell me. They should go to MMA Fighting's YouTube page and watch your behind the scenes yeah. embedded <laughs> style video instead. Yeah. Well, even like just but like it just sucks because of COVID too. Because I was talking to Lima about right when she started camp. And I was like, Hey Lima, I wanna and this is when we were kind of at least as a nation, we were kind of coming to that second wave of, or mm -hmm. the first wave was ending. We thought, you know, we were in the clear for, you know, Corona. So I was like, Hey, let me come down there. Let me, let me, uh, let's do some training videos mm -hmm. with you, do some cool stuff and everything. And we were like, yeah, let's do that. We we're all hyped about it. But then everything started getting bad again. So basically I, I caught her and was like, yeah, I don't want to put you at risk. Obviously I don't want you to put me at risk. And she, and she was like, yeah, it sucks. So yeah. And since, yeah, and Bellator just, just doesn't have that history with fans. So they just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to create new stuff in, during these times, I, I feel. But I also feel like, the t I mean, I don't want to, you know, make any of our jobs obsolete here. But, <laughs> I mean, cell phone footage, I just watched like a YouTube video of like Paige Van Zandt and her husband going to her husband's hometown. And they just like shot the whole thing. It was fun. It was interesting. Yeah, the audio shit, but like, who cares about that? The footage looks great. And in precedented times, like, here we go. Like, just start filming your stuff. Do, like, a little video blog. I mean, people watch that. People like to see what a fighter's day-to-day -day life looks like. You don't need a professional camera crew with you, that's especially actually, now. That's actually a really good point. Like, you could have Alima shoot things, and then also, and then she sends the footage to Bellator, and they can edit it and make it look all yeah. sna snazzy. So, yeah, right. you, you make you – make, that's, that's very true. There's ways to work around it. And um, so, yes, Bellator does need to be more creative. I'm just – yeah. Because they have amazing fighters, amazing uh, personalities who are fighting too. And um, people need to know if, yeah. if you're a fight fan. I want Bellator to just put on one epic card at some point too. Like just have like just stack the main card with like every fighter we want to watch. Like the UFC, I think like for as much as like, oh, UFC versus Bellator, Bellator is doing what they can do. But like that December 19th card still rules. Even without Hamza <laughs> Shamaya versus yeah. Leon Edwards, like every single fight from the first fight to the last fight, I want to watch. It can't always say that with Bellator, if ever. Like, there are certain fights, like, the Pitbull card was really good. But, like, this weekend's card, like, I'm tuning in because I want to watch the Liam fight. Uh, I'll tune in to watch the AJ McKee-Darren Caldwell fight. Like, yeah, uh, there's other, like, Emmanuel Sanchez was fighting on that card, too. But I don't know if people would tune in if Emmanuel Sanchez is was the headliner. I just want to see, like, one stacked card from top to bottom the Bellator can put in that you cannot miss the fight all the way to the main event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, they, they need to kind of maybe sacrifice a weekly card to have a loaded card because that, that is kind of a problem. Because I was looking, I was looking at their, their main card, and while I, I love the main event, the rest of the main card, co-main event, everything, I was like, okay, no, cool. You know, Probably don't have Wikipedia pages, yeah. right? Well, no, <laughs> well they, have, they have a lot of good, I think... Uh, this is a, this is someone I need to talk to like Kaposa for. Like he knows a lot, a lot of these like M1 guys or you know ABC guys from um, who are fighting in Europe and stuff. Who are super good talents. So I just don't I just don't know very much about him because I have to watch 50 million UFC shows, which is good. But I miss out on a bunch of European talent I just don't know about. So yeah. hopefully, maybe remember when Bellator was doing those dynamites? Was that what it, what they called it? Yeah, like yeah. they would have that big tent pole event. Though great. Yeah. They'd have like Tito Ortiz and Lee McGarry main event, and then have a bunch of really awesome fights underneath it. Like those are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, Bellator is missing that big card. 
yeah, not just one fight, but yeah, like three big fights. But times are tough for everyone. Thank you for your question, Mister Baffer. Or Baffer. Baffer. Here we go. Simon Crowfield again. Casey and Jose. How do you think? Why not Alex? Casey and Jose, <laughs> how do you think a fight between Romero versus Rumble Johnson would go? And is there a chance Bellator might be downplaying Romero so they pay him less money than he wants? Well, I don't think they're going to pay Romero less money than he wants if they sign him because uh, Romero is uh, represented by the Kawa brothers, correct? First round management? Yes. So I don't think they're going to allow their fighter to take a pay cut. They're one of those, you know, they they promote, they represent some of the best fighters in the world. Uh, but how do I think Romero versus Rumble Johnson would go violently uh, if they want to exchange? Uh, but I don't think they're downplaying Romero just so they pay him less money than he wants. Um, well, if if Coker said if Coker when he came out and said like Romero he's lost four fights in a row or something like that I think that would be trying to lower his price tag but I think Coker I think there's still a chance for Romero go, to go to uh, Bellator but th- but think about when 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 Coker was asked about that that means that they were because this came as a surprise to everyone I'm assuming it came as a surprise yeah. to Bellator too at that point um, when that was happening they were already in talks with Anthony Johnson behind the scenes so they probably had a lot of money already okay, this is going to the Anthony Johnson, you know, fund. So maybe it, it was just bad timing for Romero to get released in, in that sense as, as for jumping up to Bellator because they just threw a bunch of money at Anthony Johnson. So I don't know if Bellator can afford to sign both those guys right now. But even bigger than that, do you think Bellator doesn't want to sign any more quote-unquote UFC cast-offs, has-beens? It, it, clearly, Romero isn't that, but I mean, I, I feel like if you want to just go by numbers and like, you know, I'm sure Dane is going to crap on, you know, Romero if he signs it. He's like, well, he lost two title fights. Is he really that good? I mean, clearly he is that good, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I get Bellator wanting to create their own stars. They don't just want like Rory McDonald's and Ryan Bader's to come in and win the title. And people are saying, oh, it's because UFC came in and UFC. Look, clearly UFC is better because their ex fighters are winning championships. I get that. Um, I think Romero still at least has a name and could put on awesome fights. Absolutely. But he is on the wrong side of 40. I don't know how much longer he wants to do this or what weight class he wants to do this in. If he wants to go into light heavyweight, like, there's a lot of fun fights for him to do there. Middleweight, middleweight. There's obviously a lot of fun fights to do oh, too. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think he's going to go to one at all because I think the Kawa brothers and Shatri had a few work uh, back and forth on Twitter when they didn't want James to try to do that thing where like, oh, you can only be promoted by fight like agents that we yeah. like. You have to, they have to go through some court or some, or some weird thing like that. He's That's not going to go to one championship. KSW, I don't think he's going to want – he's not going to go to KSW. He's not going to go to Cage Warriors. Ryzen, maybe. I don't think Ryzen. Um, but if he goes to Bellator, he could fight a Ryzen anyway. Dude, you know what, man? Because Ryzen does a lot of one-offs. Just – we got – Ryzen has their New Year show coming right around the corner. Just put put your Romero on that Ryzen card. Ain't no testing. Ain't, ain't, ain't got to worry about tainted supplements over there for that Ryzen card. They'll just throw you in there. And you just put him against – I don't know. There's a lot of people you could put him Some I don't know. Some sumo guy. I don't know. Have a freak show fight. Yeah. Romero against We've, uh, Romero against that dude um, that lost to that that lady in Russia. You know. <laughs> there you go. Fight oh, circus. I would love to see, that, I would love to see that so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, fight circus! Throw throw one hundred fifty thousand dollars Romero and just have just about twenty dudes from the audience come in one in a row and just have Romero <laughs> knock him out. Twenty guys in a row. No, not twenty. I want row. That's ridiculous. But just knock out twenty dudes in a row. That'll be awesome. So violent. I want Romero <laughs> to be in a fight circus uh, fight where you can only throw people. Like you know how there was a row yes. of leg kicks, but only throwing, only physically throwing, <laughs> only people. throws. Wow, <laughs> only throws and suplexes. Wow, is fight circus the new bare knuckle? Instead of going bare knuckle, you just go to fight circus and do like I wish, dude. <laughs> like Hector Lombard goes to fight circus, but he can only hit people with his giant butt. <laughs> What's the history with fight circus? Is this a new thing? Because I I only just recently it's found like out about the it. But... Third or is it the third? Card they've had, uh, they just had card? their second. They just had their second, which was yeah. Fight Circus Circus Harder or something like that. Okay, <laughs> so this is new. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's uh, it's a time, it's a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Alex, since you don't know very much about it, when you do look it up and do watch your events, don't make sure do it around sure, people. Yeah, make sure. You no, do I watched people. the last event. Use I just wasn't sure if incognito browser. Party. Yeah, just oh, you did oh, you, oh, you, you did watch the last event. I watched the last one, not the last one, the first one. So would you, Okay. All right. What'd you think? What did I think? Um, I, well, between the internet streaming quality <laughs> and the quality of fights, I'm not sure I had a great time, but I respect what they're trying to do. Everyone likes to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Except, except Alex Savage. I said I, okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Eve the Hardcore Casual from at Casual Eve on Twitter. If you can make any matchup for 2021 that isn't already made, what fight would you make in the UFC? Pretty sure we had this question before. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Alex was on the card. Well, on the card, on the show. Oh Alex, if you can make one fight for 2021 that isn't already official, what do you make? Okay. Based on my knowledge, Steve Nganu is not booked. Nope. I think that needs to happen. That poor guy in Ganu, if he keeps complaining, he's going to be the next one cut. Um, And then Shevchenko and Andrade, I think, would be the next one that I would do. Give me me non-championship ones. Championship ones are easy. Come on. Give me non Okay, but I'm working off the tip of my hat here. You got (laughs) to give me a break. (laughs) Who who do you want to see next for Whitaker? No, you want to see Whitaker fight again? Oh, you want I want Whitaker out of Sanya, obviously. Get your belt back, bro. Bro, I mean, I like like if the fight if if Izzy wants to fight a middleweight again, that's the only fight I want to watch right now. Yeah, it's a different Whitaker. Trust me, Whitaker Vittori would be fun. Okay, okay, people crap on interim belts. I'm I don't actually don't care about interim belts because I'm about guys getting paid more money or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it guarantees uh, should guarantee a title shot. So if Izzy mm-hmm. goes to two hundred five and Go finally ahead, right? signs a contract to fight Jan, if they do an interim middleweight belt. Whitaker, Whitaker versus Vittori sounds pretty awesome. Hundred percent, that fight rules. I think that's good. I love I think, that fight. I think, I think yeah. a good trash talk. You know, Vittori, you know, got a good win. You know, Vittori just gets all worked up over nothing. And Whitaker's just like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Vittori is. <laughs> I was so in Jacksonville. I've told the story. I was in Jacksonville when Vittori's fight fell out. Like in the hotel, I am 
pretty confident I was on the same, not just the same floor, but like the same wing of the Jacksonville Hotel. And oh my God, I could hear that man from like 10, 10 doors down screaming at the top of his lungs uh, about losing his fight and confronting the, what was it, Carl Roberson down by yeah. the elevator. So yeah, talk about a conf, a contrast of personalities, but two awesome fighters. Um, yeah, Victoria Whitaker for an interim belt, I am all in favor for, uh, 100%, sign me up. Yeah, and uh, Cannon Air can fight Costa. Hmm. Dream fight. I want Ryan Hall to get a freaking top ten fight. Ryan Hall versus Zombie. Let's make it happen. I think Zombie will fight Zabit now that I know. Probably, gonna yeah. Who's going to fight Ryan Hall? Who, who's a top ten fighter that will fight Ryan Hall? A one forty five Bryce Mitchell. Is he top ten yet? Fuck He's top fifteen. Oh, sorry, I'm just cursing. There. <laughs> it's like Bryce Mitchell, but Bryce Mitchell at least has a name because yeah. you like a. He said a bunch of stuff after his last fight. Ryan Hall is the exact opposite and is taking this pandemic super seriously. Uh, so there you got that angle. You got Ryan Hall and Bryce Mitchell. Like Bryce Mitchell is just a character and Ryan Hall is a character for completely different reasons. <laughs> so they're both <laughs> awesome grapplers. I think that would be a fun scrap. 100%. If Ryan Hall doesn't get his top, doesn't get his wish and fight a, a top ten fighter, yeah, the Bryce Mitchell one is the way to go. I think, even though I'm not, I'm not down for grappler versus grappler, but um, I am down for that one though. And speaking of grappler versus grappler, let's talk about the best fight of the weekend. Who you got winning on the prelim Saturday night? Dern or Jandaroba? Billy Q versus Gavin Tucker. Uh, I have a Casey. We're gonna. Go to you second so you can have all the time in the world you want to talk about the first fight because I don't think you have as many thoughts on Billy Q and Gavin Tucker. Alex, who do you think wins between Mackenzie Dern and Verna Jandaroba or Billy Quarantillo and Gavin Tucker? Um, yeah, I don't really have any opinion on, on Billy, but I think Mackenzie Dern gets it done. She's been looking really good lately. Um, I don't know. Her head just seems in, like more focused, and she did really well in her last fight, so I'm going to pick Mackenzie Dern. Man. Man. What? Jandarova rules. Have you seen Jandarova's last last three performances in the UFC, young lady? She has been. Don't you, young lady, me. I will hang <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, man, I am so hyped for Dern Jandarova. Um, I'm shocked the UFC booked this fight because I believe Jandarova will defeat Dern and defeat her at her own game. And um, it's going to be one of those things that it's. It's it's gonna be a hard fight to come back from for Durings. I think um, that's what she. If, if once you kind of lose at what you're known for, then I don't know. It's just, she just wasn't. She I don't. That. I disagree. Okay, disagree because no, no, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira has been submitted a bunch in the UFC, and people still view him as like the man when it comes to submissions. But he's on a super. But. Oliver he's been, been tapped by so Jim long. Miller and Anthony Pettis. He's but been he's tapped by like Jim Miller but, and Anthony I feel like that was such a that was like that was like 19 year old Charles Oliver. I th- I feel like he's been around so long, but I don't think Dern is going to have that longevity in the sport. Maybe I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but um, but I think, but so especially because Dern came from such high level jujitsu accolades, so I feel like it's just that's like to me like it's like Izzy getting like. Is he losing by submission or getting ground and pounded or whatever? We could kind of see, but if he is, he just gets pieced up on his feet and just gets kicked to death. You know, we're like, oh wow, maybe he isn't. You know, I don't know. Um, I just think Jandaroba is amazing, and I think she will be fighting for a title at the end of two thousand one. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. 
2000, yeah, 2001. She, that's, how, that's how good she is. They were, the um, the uh, yeah, the, the three, uh, the four year old version of her will come out. This fight, yeah, this fight rules. Uh, I, I'm just I just go Janderova. I think is just some, also. I think Janderova is just a more complete MMA fighter. I agree. I think so too. But if they were going to grapple, like also, we see a lot of grappler versus grappler fights just end up being a striking battle. Because you know neither of them take the other person down. But anyway, Billy Q, Gavin Tucker, who do you think wins, Casey? Um, I like Billy Q a lot. I think Billy, um, Billy, I uh, Billy Quarantillo, Quarantillo, <laughs> Quarantillo. Uh, yeah, I think I think she won. I, I I really enjoy his fighting style, and I um, think he's a very well-rounded fighter. But that but that's just a good scrap. That's a good scrap. I don't know. I actually I have no hard no um no um definitive opinion on that. I just want to see it. I am picking Gavin Tucker. Gavin yeah. Tucker's been on a roll, man. Back yeah, to back submission wins. Uh, after taking what was it? Because he had a huge layoff, like almost two year layoff. Uh, one of the most tattooed men in the entire UFC, too. So, um, tough, real tough scrap. I think this is the sleeper picture fight of the night. Uh, but Billy Q's coming off that win over Spike Carlisle, if I remember correctly. No, yeah, he, he might maybe have. He, he actually, he has one after that. Yeah. Who did you beat? Uh, hold on, one moment, sir. Kyle Nelson. Um, knocked out That's Kyle, right. Knocked out Kyle Nelson. That's right. I remember that. So two awesome fighters. Um, I'm going to pick Gavin Tucker just to be different, but it's it's 50-50 in my mind. I was at his fight against Spike Carlisle when that's when Spike that Carlisle decided to turn fight. around and walk away. That didn't win fight of the night. I told Dana White that, and he was like, "You're saying I got that wrong." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that yeah, was the night when we, when he yeah when he announced the fight of the night, and I think everyone in the media room just went like like a confused Labrador." Yeah, and I asked Dana about that. So he goes, "You telling me that I got that wrong?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he goes, well, "That bums me out." So then after that is when he started to tweet, "Hey fans, who do you think's fight of the night?" Like after that, uh, after he got that one wrong. Oh, we got we got some. Thank you for the question. We're almost. It's also twelve oh two, so we've gone over time. Okay, you know let's um uh fly through the final questions. We we because we got people gave us questions on Twitter, so I want to answer them. Um, oh, here we go, real quick. Why is this, this is similar to AP UPI? Why isn't there an independent journalistic rank system for the UFC that could gain steam and eventually become the gold standard? Wouldn't take much, and would certainly be useful for lazy column inches. I.e., two guys argue why they differ in their rankings. Well, I think it's because uh, I'll answer this one. Uh, MMA Junkie are are I don't want like our the other site, the other major site. I think they have their own rankings in general uh, that they use the USA Today rankings and uh, or they did for years. They might still do. It. Actually, no, they definitely do it. Um, and then MMA Fighting has been talking about having their own rankings for a very long time. Um, so I don't know. I, it would be great. I just I think a lot of people would have to come together because I think the AP polls and like college football and all that stuff are awesome. Uh, so yeah, it would be great. It would just take a lot of people to come together. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's harder than it sounds. Because I, I don't think yeah, you'd also need one. You also need some sort of body because like AP Associated Press has thousands of reporters all over the country. Uh, MMA Fighting has like ten. MMA Junkie has like ten. There's no I think like people don't realize how. How small the companies are. Like even when I started MMA fighting, I was expecting like a plethora of of crew, and it's a very small. And, and most of them are the, the MMA media sites are, are very small operations. So yeah, right. Honestly, uh, Mr. Moore, Thomas Moore, Thomas Moore. Um, I would love that. Um, and um, that's something we're working on. 
So um, yeah, we would like that. I don't know if we can do all the all the media rankings, but as far as like site, like like I think Ring Magazine has their own rankings, something like that. Like I would love for MMA Ring Party. Magazine has their own belt. Yeah, their own belt. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind. I don't know about their own championship belt. That's that's something totally different. But also, um, I'm pretty sure Ring Magazine is a hundred years old, so yeah. they have tenor. <laughs> okay, but um. <laughs> that does sound like a great idea. But you know what I would also like? I would also I would love a media rankings, a, a true media rankings, and I would also love a coaches ranking where coaches we have like mm. twenty coaches or whatever, whatever. They do that in uh, college football yeah, too. College football. Can't vote. I, 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 I don't think be, you can vote for your own team. That's the only thing. Yeah, you, can't, you can't vote for your yeah. own team. But um, I think that'd be awesome. Or even a players ranking, like I don't know, uh, a fighters ranking. I don't know. I like to see something else rather than whatever the ufc rankings is because that's something that's neither <laughs> it's technically <laughs> media rankings but it's not um just be kind of honest about that but yeah i love that all right next question terence leverett do you be do you believe bellator pfl etc are being clout, ch- clout chasers by publicly dismissing UFC release fighters after Dana bashed them. Corey, Anthony, no one knew until it happened. Do you think Bellator and PFL don't want to be viewed as retirement home for unwanted UFC fighters? Um, we ju- Casey asked a similar question not too long ago himself, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they're signing fighters coming off big wins, like Verdum just signed a PFL. Corey Anderson was coming off a loss, but he was still like one of the top fighters at light heavyweight. Anthony Johnson still one of the top fighters at light heavyweight. So I don't know. Uh, but we've seen the data in – well, not data. We've seen this narrative before in the world of professional wrestling where uh, WCW back in the early late 90s, early 2000s, basically every cast-off in WWF at the time got that big money check from WCW and then it blew up in their faces uh, because they had a bunch of old men wrestling and WWF was trying new things and who's still around. Um, AEW in current wrestling does not want to be the big cast-off either. Um, but then again, they're signing Sting in 2020. So I don't know if that narrative is going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but that is not another conversation down the road. So I don't know. I don't know. That's my answer. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what clot chasers are, but um, no. Uh, Bellator is signing the fighters they want to f- sign and at the price they feel is worth it. And um, no, they don't want to be known as, you know, the unwanted UFC fighters, but. I don't think Corey Anderson, I don't think Roy McDonald, I don't think um, Ben Henderson are considered like unwanted UFC fighters. I just think those are fighters who felt they deserve more money. So, and uh, and deserve to be treated better. So, um, yeah. The Anthony Johnson one is weird that the UFC not, not signing him. So, you know, there's something going on behind the scenes with that one. That was a weird one, but um, Ram Romero is clearly just a money thing. I think. (laughs) Uh, Leon underscore Forrest on Twitter. How much, if at all, do you think the back-to-back weight cuts will affect Dave Davidson? (laughs) (laughs) When Tony did it appear to affect him, though we don't know that for sure. So Davidson Figueredo is who he's referring to, of course, Paul. Most recently, USC 255. Now he's fighting USC 256. He'd become the first USC champion to defend his title back-to-back months. Alex, I'll start with you because on our site, you are more fascinated by official weigh-ins than anyone else on the site. Actually, maybe Alex Lee. He's also really in your way. Do you think back-to-back weight cuts in 21 days will play a massive effect on Davidson Figueredo, who basically – you've seen him weigh in. 
doesn't look like he has much else to lose when he hits the scale of 125. Yeah, I don't know. I guess this is a question that none of us could really answer. I mean, who knows? Right. Um, I mean, he did miss weight once and we don't really know all of the extenuating circumstances. There could be a million reasons why somebody misses weight. Not that any of it is an excuse, but I'm just saying you don't know what's going on. Um, I don't think the back-to-back weight cut's going to be fun, but the day after that fight was like pretty much when they knew that this was a potential possibility. So I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing he's probably kept his weight pretty low since then. Yeah. He rehydrated after the first weight cut, but I'm guessing he's been very careful as to not put on any extra weight since then. So We'll see. Yeah, and he's also stayed in Las Vegas and has been training exclusively at the UFC PI, I think. So, like, if you're a UFC fighter, you can go to the PI whenever you want. There's, like, a chef there that'll help make your food. There's all the medical stuff that they can do. Uh, Figueredo also said after he became champ, he invested a ton into his nutrition and health so he could get his weight cut on check. Uh, he said he he would be fine with it. Brandon Randall said he would be fine with it. But we won't know until Friday where you can watch our official weigh-in stream on this YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Like Davidson. Yeah. Uh, all right, Davidson. Davidson. Uh, Damn, just my two cents on the comments page. Hating on, hating on um, Janjaroba. Man. All right, bro. Uh, <laughs> or or girl. Girl. Bra. All right, bra. Uh, or they. I saw a question. Before we go, I want to. Uh, uh, no, not Casey. Do you know who Jay Electronic is? Uh, I know the name. I can't really. I can't really think of anything in particular, though. Oof. Well, he is a really good M- MC and probably lyrically one of the best people on planet. And when Andres and Ant were on the show last week, people compared him to Ryan Hall in the MMA world. And I've not been able to stop thinking about it for the last week. Jay Electronica? Is Ryan Hall? Jay Electronica. Because he, dis- he disappeared for 10 years. Oh. John Deegan. I apologize for my mispronunciation. Figgy Moreno considered safe from COVID, right? They are in the Vegas bubble, constantly training at the UCPI. Allegedly, but I'm not following them around, so I have no idea where they are. There I know. No- I think they're both staying somewhere. Like, like I know Moreno had like a house. I think, yeah. like from when they showed on the um, embedded, like his he was staying like his manager and training partner somewhere. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, there is no Vegas bubble, by the way. There's no. There's no, yeah, there's there's no. There's no such thing. This isn't. This isn't. Yeah, there's no such. It's thing. not like Abu Dhabi where they cut. They close the streets off. Or the or the NBA where it's just like a whole whatever. Like a no one in, no one out is a bubble. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there's yeah, no there, bubble. There's no bubble. Um, yeah, the UFC is just going hopefully common sense, but of course the UFC in their own um, promotional footage they show uh, Figgy, you know, maskless getting a haircut, you know, doing his hair and everything with a barber, you know, not wearing a mask. So to me, that just doesn't make any sense because you have potentially millions of dollars on the line, Mister Figgy Smalls, and have your doesn't like that name. He doesn't. <laughs> no. He said, if people like it, fine, but it's not his favorite. You know what? You know who said it too? Bobby Knuckles. Yeah. He was, he was all about it. But but last time we interviewed him, Mike, we, we interviewed him with Mike Heck on What the Heck, he was wearing a Bobby Knuckles shirt. So, yeah. 
He'll learn a lot. He'll learn. You will learn. The doesn't lesson. his doesn't his <laughs> other one, Alex? You know the the one that you the like. Reaper? Like the R. Doesn't that have like a scythe on it? Isn't that what it yeah. is? Yeah, it's the coolest logo. It's an RW with like oh, oh my, it's the coolest thing. I mean, graphic design just at its finest. You gotta appreciate. It's that. also like I like if you want to buy a Casey because they come from uh, Australia or New Zealand. Six it's like. Months. A ninety dollars shirt sure, with yeah. that. I've it's like pulled full, the trigger like, like four times. <laughs> it's like fifty bucks with fifty dollars in shipping. shipping yeah, I get it. It's gonna fit all weird. Like, oh man, I paid hundred bucks for a weird fitting <laughs> T-shirt. Um. So, answer your question, Mister Mister John. Uh, are they considered safe from COVID? Well, there's no bubble, and let's just hope for the best. Cross your fingers. That's all I can say. Hope, hope those men stay safe. Uh, Ooh, I don't want to say. Uh. All right, we're good, man. That's a wrap. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the ASI Live Chat here on MMAFighting.com. I am Jose Youngs. I don't have a whole lot to say, so Alex, I'll start with you. What do you want to say before we sign off? You know I'm never prepared for these. No, that's why I start with you. You've had all week to get ready for this. All week I found out. Yes. No, no, you can't. No. Yeah. I should just have these no, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Listen, I have nothing to plug. Um. Have a happy and safe holiday, everybody. If I don't talk to you before then. Yeah. You can plug your well SoundCloud said. or anything. Don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my beats. <laughs> Casey, what do you got to say? I'm excited for the fights this weekend. Uh, I just hope. As much as um, I'm, I've been a bit of a Debbie Downer because of the uh, Corona situation in the country right now, I hope all the big, I hope all the fights make it through for the next two weeks, and I hope Bellator has a good show. And I just hope we finish these last two weeks on a positive note. And um, I'm looking forward to ending this year and getting a fresh start for 2021. I agree. I'll be driving up to Vegas tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there for like the like the two days, so you can watch the weigh-in stream. We'll have the virtual media day day one here. We'll have virtual media day two tomorrow. We'll have Bellator stuff. We'll have preview show, post-fight shows. They're all there. Also, I'm gonna ask: Does anyone have Irredeemable Volume Four Premier Hardcover Edition? They want to part ways with because I don't want to spend a lot of money for it. So if anyone wants to hit me up, hit me up. Anyway, I'm Jose. That's Alex. That's Casey. We'll see you next Wednesday. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.